Bookcase and Coffee presents Drinks with the Bees, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, I'm Becky, and with me this time on our quick shot of romance is Lindsay. Welcome to the podcast, Lindsay. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay, an avid fan of romance. I have a husband and a rescue dog who are my two favorite beings in all the world. I work in technology and product development, so I can be found de-stressing with a romance and a bourbon Mai Tai quite often. I spend most of my free time outside, hiking, camping, or kayaking. I've been an avid reader since I was since I learned to read books as a child. My parents often had to take books away from me because I would read instead of do my homework. <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> a, a few months ago, I joined Drunk Book Club, aka the girls' night out everyone needs. And here I am. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thanks, Becky. I'm so excited to have you. Okay. And the whole thing about having your books taken away from you <laughs> as a mom. I will never forget the first time that I had to like take my child's library books from her so that she would get her schoolwork done because she, I caught her reading um, instead of doing her math. And I was like, girl child, I'm taking the books. I had to take her books and her ukulele so that she would get her math homework done. So I could totally relate to that feeling. Um, my but my I was parents were called into like many parent teacher conferences about we have a problem with Lindsay she's reading in class and my mom would be like okay what's the problem like does she answer when you call on her and they're like yeah she knows the answer and my mom's like so what do you propose and they're like well she needs to stop reading in class and my mom was like well she knows the answer <laughs> nope I could totally relate and I was totally the kid that stayed up all night long I'll never forget when I first found romance hiding under my blanket <laughs> with the flashlight reading because I had kind of snuck them from my mother's bedside and I didn't know if I was 14 reading Jude Devereaux. I didn't know if I was supposed to be or not, but I wasn't asking permission. I was just reading. So anyway, um, on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing Happily Letter After by uh, V. Keeland and Penelope Ward. The synopsis from Goodreads. My love story all started with a letter, only it wasn't from the man I'd eventually fall in love with. It was from his daughter, a sweet little girl named Bertie Maxwell, who'd written to the magazine that I worked for. You see, once a year, my employer fulfilled a few wishes for readers, only that column didn't start up again for months. So I fulfilled some of her wishes myself. It was harmless, so I thought, until one day I took things too far. While anonymously granting yet another of Bertie's wishes, I got a look at her father, her devastatingly handsome, single dad father. I should have stopped playing fairy godmother then. I should have left well enough alone, but I just couldn't help myself. I had a connection to this girl, one that had me acting irrationally, like showing up on their doorstep. So this was released on October 20th of 2020. Uh, the tropes are single dad, mistaken identity, and widower. And I would say the steam level on this one is about a four. Um, there's some pretty good sexy scenes, some heavy flirting. Uh, but this is low angst, I would say. I mean, I guess there was some angst, but it wasn't like crazy over-the-top angst. At least I didn't think so. It felt like real-life angst. Um, okay, so let's dig into this. So the main two characters in the story are Sadie and Sebastian. Sadie works for a woman's magazine and at Christmas time they have like a dear Santa 
column that she oversees and grants wishes. And she gets this little letter from Bertie all about um, that Bertie is just kind of sad and lonely and sad for her dad. And so um, I really liked Sadie. Did what, what were your thoughts on Sadie? I like Sadie. I thought she was the perfect combination of sweet and funny. And she was a really easy character connect to connect to and to feel for. And I really enjoyed the narrative from her perspective. She has a unique perspective on things where she's just so positive. Yeah. She's so funny too. I mean, and she really just seems like one of those women that's just a really good person with good intentions and um you know her own life kind of defines some of the choices that she makes and such but I just I really loved her I really connected with her um almost right from the beginning yeah Um, and she's so smart like the way she handles things she realizes when she's taking things too far and she's very self-aware and she's just a really awesome heroine for this story i really loved sadie as a character yeah um what was her best friend's name um oh gosh i can't remember she has a best friend in this and her best friend i like to think of her best friend is the voice of reason because every time sadie would like find something that she was going to send to um birdie or set up like the whole carousel thing that she set up for birdie was that not the sweetest thing ever that so (laughs) we'll get to that okay i'm sorry i jumped ahead so let's talk about sebastian real quick he's been a single dad for four years um he really is barely keeping his head above water he owns a restaurant in new york city and he used to own it with his wife um but there is like so he's raising this daughter on his own, but there's definitely this big level of grief. Um, and I don't know that it's, I mean, it's a complicated relationship with his wife that has passed. Like she got ill and died of cancer, um, but their marriage wasn't necessarily perfect leading up to her diagnosis. Like you learn in the story that, you know, they're, they were probably headed towards divorce before, she, right before she got found out her diagnosis of cancer. Um but so he has grief, but, and I think it's grief of loss of his wife, but also just loss of a partner. Yeah, I definitely think it's the loss of the partner. Just, but that- I, I feel you on what, what you're talking about, where his relationship wasn't fully perfect. And it's almost like grief of not just the loss of a partner, but the loss of love because he doesn't allow himself to have that. No, he doesn't really have any relationships outside of just going to the restaurant and coming home and being Bertie's dad. He doesn't date. Um, and he doesn't really let people in his life. I mean, there's the housekeeper that keeps Bertie during, you know, the day and stuff like that when he's at work. Um, so I don't know. He was kind of a little bit of a tragic character, in my opinion. But um, so 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 Bertie sends Sadie these letters kind of saying you know talking about how much she misses her mom I think she's what like six or seven or she older than that in these I think she's 
a little younger than 10. I think her mom passed away when she was six and now it's been almost four years. So she's right around nine or 10. 10. Okay. So she has written this letter because she's just missing her mom and she's sad and she doesn't feel like she can talk to her dad. And she just wants to know that her mom is still watching her, looking out for her and that her mom still loves her. So Sadie arranges some little things to happen to keep uh, Birdie's hope, her connection to her mom alive a little bit. So like the carousel, um, Birdie sends her a letter talking about horses, flying horses and something else. And so um, uh, white, white horses. And so um, Sadie arranges for the, tickets for the carousel in the park in New York City for Bernie and her dad to kind of happen upon this chance to go to this carousel and then these horses are there to um it was just such a sweet moment I'm kind of stumbling over a little bit because it was just such a sweet moment yeah Um, and so like one of the things about Bernie is that she looks for butterflies as a symbol from her mom because her mom loved butterflies and it the carousel is just so sweet because she's looking for this this horse this particular horse and then Sadie sets up the carousel and then you know the butterfly leads her to discover the horse and Sadie's there witnessing the whole thing and they don't know each other they don't interact with each other but it's just such a perfect moment it's so cute it is so let's one of the best scenes (laughs) it really was so let's talk about because that's not really Sadie and Sebastian's true meet cute. That's like kind of the first time they connect eyes a little bit. But the meet cute when they actually have their first interaction is pretty freaking hilarious. So Sadie wants to leave a letter, one last letter for Bertie because she's decided she's done playing fairy godmother. She's done playing Santa. You know, she has to stop this because she's all in and invested in this little girl and and she's worried it's not healthy. So she goes and walks by their townhouse just to get a glimpse. And Sebastian is there with the dog. And it's not just any dog. It's a Great Dane. So like a big giant dog. Like so big. And um, they are there and she not she's trying to slip something in. Or Sadie had lost something on the ground and she was putting it in the mail slot and Sebastian comes out and he thinks that she's the dog trainer. And it's such a funny moment. I think that was one of the best meet cutes I read last year. Yes. And then just the dog itself is hilarious because he adds such a level of humor to the story, but also it is, the dog is entirely a result of Sadie's meddling and it is just a hilarious amount of chaos unleashed on these people's lives (laughs) that they are not prepared for at all (laughs) no and she convinces them that she has a German accent and that she's training the dog in German because he thinks that's the dog trainer that he hired so she now is watching YouTube videos and trying to teach herself how to train a dog in German. Anyway, it's pretty funny. I thought so. <laughs> um, so this book has like um, 
There's a lot of emotions in this book. So let's talk a little bit about the emotions of the book. Like there's obviously some very funny moments where you're kind of giggling and laughing out loud. Um, but then there are these like big, sad moments. Don't you think? Yeah, there's, it's a, it's the, the comedy keeps it from being angsty on a high level, but the sad moments, there's a lot of heavy feels and the way that they ebb and flow between those really heartfelt moments and then the very funny moments, it, it perfectly fluctuates so that it never feels too heavy because the, the, one of the common themes of the book is loss and overcoming loss. And I've wrote, a, I wrote down a quote about it that I think perfectly describes the spirit of the book. Our hearts are made up of all the different broken pieces that belong to others. And when we find the right one, they show us how they can all fit together again. And that is just the quintessentially the essence of the story and what Bertie, Sadie, and Sebastian are for each other. Yeah, I mean, I just, you just, that is exactly it. It was like heart fitting pieces together, you know, their hearts were not whole. And once they do come together, like there's this wholeness and this healing that comes from them being together. And I just, I, I said, you know, this was one of my best reads of 2020. There was such a beauty to this story. And I just, it, when I read this story, I needed it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was so heartwarming. And the way that they all fit together, the, it was a slower burn than I usually prefer, but I felt like it was so necessary for the the deep healing that they showcase in the story. And it is really hard to write deep healing. I just want to acknowledge that, like to acknowledge that deep healing in a way where the reader feels it, but without like having to grab a box of tissues and break down and cry because it's so heavy. Like this is, this is a really, really well-written book. Yeah. And V and Penelope are at the top of their craft. They are some of my favorite go-to authors. I always know whatever book I pick up from them is going to be good. Um, I just... Again, they're just some of my favorite authors. It's a, it's an automatic one click, even when it's like a six or seven ninety nine book. Because you know we often talk about that, like two ninety nine and under. I don't really think about it. Like okay, buy it. Um, but when you start getting close to like five dollars, then I have to be like, oh, that's five dollars. But you know, I'm cheap, which is why I have this one is worth it. But this one this is, is in Kindle. Exactly. <laughs> and this is in Kindle Unlimited. So if you um if you're a Kindle Unlimited subscriber, this is in Kindle Unlimited. Um and okay. if you're not, get it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're not, this is definitely a uh this is an easy buy for sure. Um okay, so uh we'll take a pause and then we're gonna spoil it a little bit. So Okay, so let's talk about the ending. So we learn in the story that Birdie was actually conceived by in vitro. Uh, she was from donated eggs with Sebastian's sperm. And it kind of comes out in the wash that um, they were Sadie's eggs that were donated to um, Birdie, Birdie's mother. Did you see that coming? Yes, I did. And I know we've talked about this before, how I feel about epilogues. I do yeah. not 
I, and this was one of my favorite epilogues ever because of the way they handled that. Really? Because it was not like, oh, we're pregnant or, oh, we're, here's the proposal or, oh, here we're getting married. It was like a jump in time to when, um, you know, like they'd kind of collectively decided as a family that they, they kind of knew that Sadie, like they kind of knew the circumstances that it was pretty, there was a good chance that it could be Sadie, but that maybe not. Um, but they, they, there was a decision that they left up to Birdie and they kind of left it up to fate. And then in the epilogue, fate just sweeps in and clarifies exactly who Birdie is to Sadie in the biological sense. And it's just so well done. I loved it. I'm a sucker for an epilogue that is atypical. And this yeah. just, oh my gosh, I was so This happy. was very <laughs> atypical. Yeah, for sure. This was very atypical, you know, because we had a huge jump in time and it didn't necessarily put neat little bows on everything, but it answered mm-hmm. questions and rounded out the story, I would say. It was perfect. It, it was. was so perfect. <laughs> it was very well done. Um. Okay, so now I don't, for those who are listening in the last couple quick shots, we have started doing a thing where instead of giving everything a rating, because I really hate the book rating system, we are now just talking about this specific book. Did you like it? Would you recommend it? Who who would you recommend it to? So let's start there. Lindsay, did you like the book? I did. I liked the book a lot. I absolutely loved Birdie. She was so adorable and her relationship with Sadie was just, it just made the book for me. Um, I'm a sucker for a story that includes dogs because I'm a dog mom. I'm obsessed with dogs and the comedic elements between Marmaduke and Birdie shenanigans are laugh out loud funny. Um, I, it was a little slower burn than I prefer. I think I mentioned that already, but it, it was really necessary for the relationship development and everything in this book was just so well written. It, it was definitely a book that I will read again for sure. And I, I would highly recommend it. <laughs> um, yeah, I loved this story. I keep telling people to read it. I'm a sucker for a book that has a kid and a dog in it too. So um, I just think they add a level. I think that they help move the story on. I think that they help in the end with character development, but mostly just it keeps the plot engaging because you just don't know what's going to happen next. Kids can throw kind of a wrench in everything. Um, so who do you think would typically like this book? Who is this book kind of for? Honestly, I think any fan of romance would enjoy this in some way. If you like angstier reads and you just need a break from the norm, this is a really good palate cleanser. If you're fans of a slow burn, this is definitely for you. And if you really like heartwarming stories, this is a no-brainer to to go pick up. It's it's just such a heartwarming, light, easy read. Yeah, it's true contemporary romance. If you're not looking for an overly sexy book, this is a really great one to dive into. There is some sexiness, but it's not like crazy in your face throughout the whole book. It takes a minute to get there. There is a true development of relationship as we go forward. Um, And the story does fit. So if you like contemporary romance, 
and a little bit of side funniness to it. This is because this I wouldn't say this is complete rom-com. This is not because there is these big sweeping emotions in the story. Right. Um, okay. So you would, would you recommend this book? I would. I would definitely recommend this book, especially if you're a single mom who's in the car lot with your kids. It's not overly salacious to where it's perfect audiobook for the car with the family. It would not raise any eyebrows, I don't think. <laughs> no, probably not. You're right. Yeah. I mean, I think this is a, it's just really good. And so it is. This is definitely one that I would tell people to read. You know, if someone came to me and said, eh, I just want something that feels good, you know, not too steamy. I'd be like, check this one out. This is delightful. And the fact that it's in Kindle Unlimited totally makes it a win. Yes. Well, Miss Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us on this quick shot of romance. Cheers until next time. Cheers. Find us on Instagram at Drinks with the Bees or on Twitter at Bees Drinks. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join our Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcasingcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 